Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show, bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show. I'm your host, Keith Smith. I'm joined by my co-host, Trevor Lane. Yes, we are switching it up on you this week. I'm coming at you first with this one, going back to the old days. As a reminder, we are brought to you by CLNS Media and Lakers Nation, as well as our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. So we'll, we'll be giving you some information for you to get in there and make some of your football bets, as well as your NBA bets and all that, as the NBA season is almost upon us. Trevor, we're almost there. We're we're only a little over a week away from the NBA's first preseason game. How jacked and pumped are you for that? I'm so excited. I can't wait for the NBA season to start. It feels like I've been been like missing an arm without NBA <laughs> basketball this summer. It's been it's been rough. Summer league got me through a little bit. Now like I, I'm I'm beyond ready. Beyond ready for the NBA season to start. Um just can't wait. It's gonna be a, such an amazing season. There's so much parody in the league right now. We have no idea what's gonna happen, and that's and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, we have no none of that Warriors inevitability hanging over the whole uh, start of the season this year, which is really cool. And then, and it was one of those things where I hit August, and I was like, I just I need a break. Like I'm wiped. This was right. such a wild summer, free agency, and everything. Like I was so so done. And you know, for for me, I was hit, hit a point where it was like there, but then I don't know, two three weeks later, I was like. I miss basketball. I wanted to come back. And, and the World Cup wasn't enough. And obviously, we did not do what we should have done in the World Cup. So that left a bad taste in my mouth. But I'm ready for the NBA to get back. Absolutely. Definitely ready. Yeah, FIBA left a bad taste in, in our mouths, um, especially for Celtics folks, because the Celtics guys were kind of the 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 linchpin of that that team. Yeah. But Kyle Kuzma wasn't there, so Lakers fans got to kind of you know turn away from it. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, not... Uh, not the outcome that we wanted, and now we can finally get back to focusing on NBA basketball, which, I mean, that's it's a different level. It's so different than for me than than the FIBA play is. It is, yeah, absolutely. And so let's talk about a team who whose guy did quite well in FIBA. Yeah. Fournier of France made the all-tournament uh, team for them, the Orlando Magic. So we're going to get into our off-season review, season preview here. We're going to cover Orlando, Houston, and Portland today, and we're going to start off with Orlando. And I'll, I'll run us through what they added and lost, and then, then we'll, we'll go. I'm sure you've got some questions. And being mm-hmm. a local Orlando guy here, hopefully I've got at least a few answers. So so I'm going to start off on the loss side because none of these losses from their roster really are going to hurt them at all. Jerry and Grant, um, Jer- Jarrell Martin, and Timothy Moskov. So very minimal uh, impact there. And then Troy Copain, who was on a uh, two-way contract. Oh, so. Lakers fans across the league just shuddered <laughs> when you said Moskov. <laughs> right, and, and, and this, and the Magic are on the hook now, much like the Lakers – uh, eating the Luol Deng contract for three years. The Magic did the same thing for the final year of Moskov's mm-hmm. deal uh, to it in a move that enabled them to stay out of the tax. Part of the reason they stayed out of the tax, had to stay out of the tax, is they re-signed both Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross to new big contracts. Uh, Ross, four-year deal. The Vuce, a four-year deal as well. Uh, both contracts pretty interestingly structured. Vuce's is a straight declining deal. 28 million, 26 24 22 is how his goes ross's goes up and then back down so 12.5 13.5 12.5 and 11.5 so uh 
Orlando, much like they did with Aaron Gordon, making good use of the ability to have a contract um, to decline down there. So uh, then in free agency, one addition of note, Al Farouk Aminu. They use their entire mid-level exception to give Aminu a three-year contract, really a two-plus-one. His third year is a player option on that, but Orlando bringing Aminu in. And it was a little interesting because a lot of people said, we've already got Gordon and Isaac and yeah. Wundu and all these other forwards. Why are you adding another forward? But I think Orlando looked at it as opportunity to add a good, solid veteran who can play the – uh, both forward spots, just like Isaac and Gordon, and with really hopefully no fall off if they go to those guys on the bench. And that was something that that hurt them at times last year. They didn't have really as much as Gordon and Isaac could both play play the four spot. They really use the forward spots interchangeable. In Orlando, they just have forwards with those two and Amino slots right in there. And that also, I think you can get away with minutes playing those three together if you needed to as well because you have enough size and rim protection in both Gordon and Isaac as well. So so then uh, Josh Majette comes in to replace Copain on the two-way. They re-signed Emil, Emil Jefferson on a two-way. They've got some camp guys coming in, none, none of which have a chance to make make this roster um so we're not going to really spend any time on them they re-signed ken birch and michael carter williams as well to uh smaller contracts birch got two years six million three million each year and carter williams who was really kind of a godsend to them as the backup point guard when he landed there he played quite well for orlando coming back on a minimum and then not a new player, but Markel Fultz is the other guy who should be in the mix this year as after they acquired him right around the trade deadline and was not didn't do anything for Orlando last season. Yeah, that's I that's my first question here, Keith. What do you think about the Markel Fultz deal? I mean, extending his contract now or not extending it, but picking up that, that next year in his yeah, contract when sure. they there was what was the what was the driving force here? Like what what was pressuring them to do that now rather than wait? Couldn't they have waited to do that? Yeah, you could have waited. They could have waited till October 31st. That's the date. So you could have got through training camp and then through a week right. or so of the season to see. My guess is what Orlando – well, there's two two pieces to this. One is they weren't going to have cap space next year anyway, so they're going to pick it up. Because yeah. if there's any chance he comes back and starts to really have that breakout season – you, you have to pick it up because otherwise you're limited to offering just a one-year deal at 12 – or not a one-year deal, but a deal starting at $12.3 which is what his op, declined option would be. And if he was really good and starting to look like the guy who was the number one overall pick, other teams would come in and offer him far more than that, and that's the Orlando would lose him. And there's no – like I said, no chance of cap space anyway after re-signing Vooch and Ross. But why do it now? All indications are he looks pretty good. He's played yeah. pretty well um, in some pickup scenarios and those things. You're starting to hear word trickling out from other NBA guys who have been around him, both here in Orlando and elsewhere in the country. So I think they feel very confident that this kid's going to get back to being at least a good rotation guard, if not more than that. And that's why they picked that up and move forward with him. Well, I'm looking at the at the Magic's roster, and you look at you know Michael Carter Williams. You've got DJ Augustine. There's there's nobody there that screams starter. There's nobody that's locked in as okay. Clearly, that's the guy. So I think the opportunity is certainly there for Markel Fultz to potentially slide in and win a starting spot. Not that he's going to do that right away, but if he truly can get back to form, and I hope he can. It was so frustrating seeing how well he played in college. And then whatever it was, and there's always been this kind of cloud of mystery around whatever's been going on with him, whatever it is, I hope he's past it. 
I hope yeah. that we finally get to the point where we see the Markel Fultz that we were expecting to see coming out of college because he looked like a truly special player, uh, kind of a, da- a Damian Lillard-esque player. And if we could see that, not only would that be huge for him, but that would be such a big boost for this Orlando Magic Club. Yeah, it would be huge. I think what the hope for the Magic is that DJ Augustin has another really good year like he had, mm-hmm. had last year. He was really, he, he really, was excellent. You know, probably probably – I would say the best year of his career last year. And then that culminated with him uh, torching the Raptors in a, their, their playoff win in game mm-hmm. one of that, that series, which that was, you know, the high watermark of the playoffs for the magic, but that's fine. A team that hadn't been there in six years and they get there and they win a game. Okay. We'll take it. And now I'll say the whole point I think is that Fultz comes and at some point they become like ships passing in the night where DJ can go back into the backup role Mm -hmm. that it seems he was really always kind of intended for. Right. And Fultz can graduate into that starting lineup, which would give that starting lineup the juice and shot creation that they really lacked. They they had to work hard to get offense a lot of times this season. And a lot of that was Working through Vooch, they didn't have a lot of guys who could do things off the bounce. Fournier was probably the best guy creating a shot besides DJ, and that's that's tough when when that that's where you're at. And I think Fultz can give them a whole different level. But the other cool thing is they're comfortable with Augustine and with Carter Williams, so there's no need to push Fultz out of the gate. I think he's going to probably come in, and if he is ready to go, mm-hmm. I think he'll come in and get. 10, 15 minutes a night for maybe the first month or so of the season. Really work, um, work him back in there and get him ready. And I think that'll allow the Magic to to really find out what they've got in this kid and go forward. And then, then you know, then maybe things can really start to take off. Yeah, absolutely. Then you can really get get going here if Fultz can get back to where he was at. And what it, I mean, it would be a, a big win for the Magic in that trade that they made with the 76ers in order to get Fultz in the first place. Uh, this is a guy who's got a lot of potential, and so it's it's possible that they're picking it up early as kind of a way to, to boost his confidence. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't really had success yeah. at the NBA level, and so he's been showing good things over the summer. Of course, look, the, the qualifier here is it's summer, right? So we've been hearing everyone – this is the same every summer. <laughs> everyone has put on 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Everyone can shoot threes now. Everyone is, has made all these changes to their game. Sometimes it translates into that regular season. Sometimes it doesn't. We've heard legitimately good things about him. And so hopefully that that's something that will stick. And this is a nice vote of confidence from Orlando. Uh, the other thing I want to get into is the, the contracts. Do you have any issues with, say, the Vucevic contract? I mean, pretty big deal for a center, a, a position that is becoming more and more devalued in the NBA. Nikola Vucevic getting that much money is that a concern that it could potentially become a bad contract down the road or is this just that's how good he was last season yeah it, it's both both <laughs> <laughs> he was that good last season he earned this contract he was an all-star he, was the he best destroyed player on the my team. Lakers. it was it was oh, man. <laughs> he Vooch is really really good he's a great guy he's a good teammate he's good in the community he's the kind of guy you want every team to have to right. kind of build around but what he's not is your traditional superstar that fans you know there's not a lot of Vooch jerseys no. in the stands you see gordon jerseys isaac jerseys Maybe there should be, right? And that and that's small one of the things is now I said with Vooch and Ross both, the only thing I don't like is the four years. Yeah. I would have paid them almost you know, more than what they gave them. Because I think you could have you could have started Vooch around thirty million, right around that right. um, you know, number. I, he could do right around his max number. 
and done it for two years, and I would have been fine. Because with Vooch specifically, your hope is Mobamba. Again, that kind of ship's passing in the night. Mm-hmm. Analogy, you were hoping Bomba is ready to step in in a year or two. I think this says two things. Bomba is a longer-term project than what we think he might have been. Also, it's a commitment to Vooch. But you're not going to get Vooch for four years, or you're not going to get him to take the declining deal unless you gave him the extra years. So at the end of the day, I think he is the kind of guy whose game should be fine. I think it will, it, as as he ages, he'll be okay. He's adding more and more range every single year on his jump shot. He's become a fairly credible three-point shooter. And I think what you could see him do very much is a transition to a Brook Lopez type of deal towards yeah. the last couple of years. And then, all right, uh, low low to mid-20 for a, a guy who can step out and knock down threes. He's already a better rebounder than Lopez has ever been in his career. Yep. That's not the end of the world. He's also a pretty good passer. So it's it's – I'm not – I don't love the length, but because it's declining and those kind of things, I'm okay with it overall. It's not the kind of deal where you look at it and you're just going, wow, they got a steal. What a big win for Orlando. Yeah. No, that's that's not yeah. what it is. But given how important he was to the franchise and them just making the playoffs for the first time in, I mean, how many years was it since they had made the six. playoffs, Keith? Yeah, so since you know, it was a six-year playoff drought. So it was um, – I think it was the right move in order to go ahead and, yeah. and to bring him back because to lose him would have been a definite step backwards. And, and you had gotten him on a sweetheart extension previous. Yeah. He he was very underpaid for what he was, even when they gave him that extension. He was underpaid. And the reality is you got kind of a steal with Aaron Gordon the summer before. Yes. So if you start to put it all together, you can afford to spend a little a little more to keep Vooch because he was going to go. He or Not going to go, but he had other opportunities. Absolutely. There are a lot of other teams very interested in bringing him in. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Better defender, by the way, than the people give him credit for. I thought he really worked on that area of his game and looked uh, looked a lot better. And Terrence Ross deal, um, no problems there. And look, you saw some of his contemporaries, uh, guys like uh, Seth Curry, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, players like that, Rodney Hood, got deals more in the $8 million range, but I would put Terrence Ross at the top of that list. Yep. So I don't have a huge problem with the, with the dollar amount there. It's, yeah, again, no- it's the years. Exactly. And even with him, again, another guy who should be fine because of what his role is as a six-man shooter type. He really right. changed a lot of games for Orlando last year. So overall, yeah, I'm fine with that contract mm-hmm. as well. And I think I think it's – what people don't understand is when you're in Orlando, um, I say this all the time, is the Magic had gotten to a point where people stopped caring. Mm-hmm. They weren't even mad anymore. They just didn't care. And that's that's worse than people being angry. When people are just don't care, what ends up happening is the magic are in a um are, are in a place where I think what you look at is they were football is king here in Florida. Mm-hmm. So no one really cares about the magic till right around Christmas or January anyway. Then if they're not good and capture people's imaginations when orlando city soccer starts in the springtime people just go right to that that's that's it those are only two pro teams in town for at the highest level leagues so that becomes a huge challenge and then right as soon as that goes we're right back into football season again so that that's what orlando had to win people back and it wasn't going to be enough to 
get there one time. They, they want to make this now a sustainable thing. And I, and I think they have a really good chance because I think this Orlando team is going to come out of the gates really, really strong because of the continuity. You're, you've got teams around the league that swapped out six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys on their roster. And it's, it's going to take those teams a little while to figure it out and rotations and who should be on the floor with each other and just how to play together. And Orlando is going to come back in and other than Fultz and Aminu, and off we go. Running. Yep. Yeah, yeah we, we're, we're going right into it and off we go. And I think that's going to make a huge difference for them going forward into this season. Absolutely, absolutely. And let me just throw throw this in there. As a, as an MLS guy, since it's the league's inception in 96, how incredible is it to hear that an MLS team is challenging an NBA team for fans? Like, that's that's an amazing thing. So credit to Orlando for what they've done uh, Yeah, done man, there. people, they love that team. It's 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 crazy, even though they, they're never any good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but people love that team. The support for for City is is you know it's through the roof. It's it's really cool. And the stadium there, amazing. Um, you know that they built a soccer only stadium right right in the middle of downtown Orlando, and it's you know thriving. So yeah, there's, there's your MLS talk. <laughs> <laughs> we we got it in there. Okay, yeah. um, so let's let's move into I guess want to go starting five here. Yeah, yeah. So starting five, simple, same as last year. Yep. It's going to be Augustine, Fournier, Vooch, Gordon, and, and uh, Isaac. Then I think Aminu is the – it kind of comes off the bench first along with Ross. So those two guys will get that run. Uh, Wessa Windu will also get run as a, as a backup backup wing there. He, he was quite good last year. Then it becomes Fultz and Carter-Williams. I think that's the kind of positional battle to start off the, mm-hmm. this uh, – the, the, this training camp, as well as Birch versus Bamba, is Bamba ready to be Vooch's backup, or do you have to force him into being uh, Vooch's backup fully? So, yeah, I think this team's got a legitimate 10, 11, 12 man depth, which is something the Magic have not had in years. Right. Yeah. No arguments there. I think the, the starting five is pretty locked in, and it's exactly what you said. Yep. All right. Let's go into their over under yep. and, and all that stuff. So last year, well, just to close the book on the salary cap too, they got no space left, no exceptions left. Uh, they they used they all they had was the mid level. They used the whole thing on, on Aminu. So so that is that is now gone. Um, there they do have the biannual, but they're they're not going to use that. Mm-hmm. That that's very unlikely. So over under last year they won forty two games. Over under this year forty two point five. So it looks like Vegas sees them right about the same kind of team. I'm going to go over. Um, I'll start off with that. I think they're going to be about a 45-46 win team this year. And I think they're going to finish in fifth, sixth in the East uh, when all is said and done. Because I think they're going to be – I think we're going to look up in like at around the 30-game mark, about the trimester of the year. And we're going to be like, whoa, how is Orlando? Like, right. you know, they're – you know, twenty-two and eight, or something like that. And I think it's because they're going to get off to a terrific start this season. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. We'll break our, our trend from last last show where <laughs> I disagreed with you, but yes, I agree. I think that they are going to be. Uh, I'm going to take the over on that. They've got the same group coming back for the most part. I think yep. that's going to give them an advantage early on in the season. They'll be able to hit the ground running, and uh, with the potential of a reinvigorated Markel Fultz, I think they've got a little bit higher ceiling than the squad we saw last year. So, yeah, I'm going to hit that over. Yep. And then thumbs up, thumbs down on the offseason. I'm going to give it a thumbs mostly up, <laughs> almost all the way up there. Just again, the years on those couple of deals. But but overall, I think they they, they did a great job. Uh, I think Aminu is going to be really big for them. I think 
the people who looked at it and said they've already got the other two guys. This is big. You need somebody there. And Jonathan Isaac, just to be clear, too, he's had a lot of injury issues in his first couple of yeah. years. So Aminu being there really will help help them kind of bridge that gap and not kind of really struggle if Isaac needs to miss time again this year. So I'm going to give him a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll go thumbs up. Uh, we saw flashes of it last season, how their length can be so disruptive. You've got so many just just super long players to deal with. Jonathan Isaac being, of course, one of them, and Aaron Gordon and him being so athletic. I think this team's got another level they can get to. Um, I like what they did this summer. Uh, yeah, no problem. Just give them a thumbs up. Yeah, and a lot of people think in Orlando, maybe not a playoff team. I think that's crazy. I think they're absolutely 100% a playoff team. Again, yep. in the Eastern Conference, I think, think they, they have, have hit that point. So we're going to talk about Aminu's old team here in yep. just a minute, the Portland Trailblazers. But it's a Sunday. We're recording this. It's Sunday uh, uh, early afternoon for me, late, late morning for Trevor. Uh, but it's almost football time. It's almost kickoff here. And, and what that brings with it is is our uh, football season being back. So we're going to talk about bet online right now. And as we are, know the football season is back, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sport betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bets, parlays, tease your way through the season. Well, Patrick Mahomes served for 56 touchdowns. I don't think he's going to get many today. Weather looks horrible in Kansas City. Can the Pats go undefeated? No, as a Pats fan. Um, that's that's just my um, – that that's not in the read. This is me. Um, but you can bet on all this with the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. So head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device today to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. So that promo code was CLNS50. 50 to get your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So, and we, as we say all the time, you can start making your NBA bets there as well. You That's right. A lot of things coming uh, here. So Portland Trailblazers, Aminu's old team. Let's start off, guys, that, that left town, Aminu. Curry, Maurice Harkless, uh, Seth Curry, that is, Maurice Harkless, Ennis Cantor, Jake Lehman, Myers Leonard, and Evan Turner. That's a lot of rotation That's players. That's a lot. Um, leaving Portland, uh, Harkless, I think, being – Harkless and Aminu probably being the two biggest losses of that group. But then the guys they brought in, Hassan Whiteside, they, they were part of that trade with Miami as Miami was making the Jimmy Butler deal happen. They brought in Hassan Whiteside. That's primarily because Yusuf Nurkic is going to miss at least some time to start the season after the broken leg last year. Then Kent Bazemore, he came for for Turner and that's the very rare straight player for player swap there. And then uh, they filled out their bench with some guys veterans that we'll see uh paul gasol mm-hmm. yeah we know who, who sees how much he has left it didn't look like it was very much with san antonio right. and milwaukee last year anthony tolliver who i do think will help them i think he's uh big with range and then mario hazonia who uh orlando fans know well and uh still i think his his claim to fame now is that block on lebron <laughs> um and then staring at him and pointing at him um, I can't wait Ouch. to. They play pretty early, right? The Lakers and Blazers yeah. this year. I think LeBron might 
might go looking for Mario um, <laughs> if he's out there on the floor. Then this year, Little, he was their first-round pick. This is a guy who I really liked in the draft. I couldn't believe he, he fell as far as he did. Yeah, really late. Um, this was a guy who was talked about as a high lottery pick going into the college season, then potentially a late lotto guy. At the end, Jalen Horde is coming in on a two-way. And then some camp guys, Moses Brown, Troy Copain, and London Parantis. Uh, Copain, who was with Orlando last year on a two-way. Uh, we'll see how they fill that out. So all, all around, a lot of changes for Portland, and uh, I'm going to step on it and jump right to the end. I'm giving them a thumbs down in the offseason because I thought they lost a lot more than they added. Now, what they did do well was, but I'm not going to give them a lot of credit for it for this offseason because they didn't have to do it just now, but they signed Damian Lillard to the full Supermax mm-hmm. deal. So they added four years on his deal, and then they gave C.J. McCollum also a new contract. So he is another guy who they're they're going to be keeping around there in Portland for quite some time. Yeah, I agree with you as far as overall on the offseason. I think that historically this Trailblazers club has been one that's had a lot of continuity, and they still do to a degree. It's just not to the same level as they used to. They used to be that team that could hit the ground running on opening night. That's what they did last year uh, because they had a lot of the same pieces coming back. This year, not so much, and part of that is is due to uh, due to injury with Nurkic. But you've also you're just adding in so many new pieces like Whiteside, like Kent Bazemore, who I think ultimately those guys are going to fit. Um, and you're the backbone of your team is still there, Lillard and McCollum, but you just don't quite have that big of an advantage anymore. Of course, they you know they bring back Rodney Hood. I still like Zach Collins, but I'm wondering. I'm looking at their power forward spot. I'm wondering. Do you start Zach Collins at power forward? You have do you, to. I guess you, you kind of have to by default, but I yeah. like him more as a backup kind of small ball style five. Yep. Yeah, no, that's why I am as well. I'm a big Zach Collins guy, and he has a great opportunity here. But now you, it's, what I worry about is if he's going to be your starting five, and I think this is something that will – or your starting four rather. Mm-hmm. This is something I think will all play out through the course of the season. He's probably fine with Whiteside backing him up as a guy who can protect him if you know guys beat him sure. to the rim and those kind of things. But then if Nurkic is in there, I don't know. There's just there's not a power forward on this entire roster. Yeah. It's they they just don't have one. And I kept I kept waiting after they made the Harkless trades and a, and after they lost Amino, I kept waiting for all right, there's gotta be that power forward signing coming there's going to be that power forward trade coming somewhere which says to me maybe they do fully believe in collins and maybe you know that's something i need to take another look at and really say there well yeah i guess they're there i just i just worry about it because they they don't even have the ability to go small no. at that spot either anymore because the small guy that was harkless and layman those are the guys well, that could go, you, could, you go could throw Bazemore. I mean, Bazemore, he would be really small, but yeah. you, you could. But then who, yeah, but. I guess, and then Hood plays the three probably. Right. And that, that's it. Yeah, you'd just be really, really you'd small be tiny. at that. Yeah. You'd put a lot on Whiteside there. Right. You, your perimeter defense would pick up, but that puts it all on Whiteside. And, and this is Whiteside's a guy who, if his head is right, he's great. If he's kind of floating in and out of games and in and out of possessions, that's going to be a problem. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely a different look for for Portland than what we're used to. Uh, They're outside of you know Dame and CJ are still there and going to be there for at least the next four or five years doing their thing. Yeah, I think that you know that's and that's what I'm saying. The backbone of the team is still there, still the same. They've just got some different peripheral pieces, and so that can. I think they're still going to have some continuity, but not quite the same level as they used to. I'm fine with the Whiteside addition. I think that can hold you over until Nurkic gets healthy at the very least. If you can get a few solid months out of Whiteside, 
before if you know he starts having some issues. We know he had some issues with in Miami. Uh, you can at least have somebody to get you through, and maybe more. Maybe he he balls out because it's a contract year, yeah. and, and you get yep. you get an amazing center because he was really 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 good at one point. Uh, he was one of the better centers in the league. So this is somebody that can help them a lot. But like you said, they don't have a lot of versatility built into this lineup. They are kind of stuck with a a big roster, and I wonder. What does that do to their floor spacing? What does that do when Lillard is driving the paint and it's clogged up because Zach Collins, who can hit the corner three, but are you really going to respect him out there? I don't know. Uh, yep. That's I think that's a big question mark for me. What happens when Lillard and McCollum are driving the paint and instead of one center in there, you've got the center plus a power <laughs> forward ducked in because they're not chasing Collins out to the three point line? I don't. I don't know. I've got concerns about the way this is the way this is all going to play out this season, and um, you know, hopefully it works out for them. But we'll see. That, that's that's where I think Anthony Tolliver becomes big for this team because he can knock right. down those outside shots. So I think he'll be a big part, bigger part of this team than I think many are maybe giving him credit for. And plus, he's always good when he's in the Northwest yeah. Division uh, there. So and I, you know, I've I know I've had some Blazers fans. Well, what about Gasol? That's I always say this with these guys. These guys are more they're they're more name than game yep. at this point. And you know, he's not the guy he was when we were no. watching him with with the Lakers and winning championships and then you know doing some good stuff with the Spurs early in his run there. He's just he can't stay healthy, he can't move. So yeah, you know, now Hazonia has shown a, a little bit of ability mm-hmm. to play some small ball power forward. So maybe that's what they'll go to more often. We'll see. Like you said, maybe you just go really small with kind of almost four guard type players around Whiteside, that would probably be okay. And then eventually Nurkic is going to come back and I think they'll be able to limit Nurkic yeah. to a probably 15 minute a night role for, for whatever he gives them this season. And hopefully he does get back and, you know, he'd be okay. So yeah, I mean, this is a team though. They, they do what they do. I trust Terry Stotts to build a, you know, good system on both ends of the floor that maximizes his players' talents. So, you know, I think, you know, there's again, Portland seems to be another one of those teams that's a favorite for people to be writing off and i don't know that i'm quite there i don't think i'm gonna write off a dame cj team as not making the playoffs i think you know you're you're looking for reasons to write them off versus uh just looking at the reasons why they are really good and have been really good for a couple years no i'm certainly not writing off a damian lillard and cj mccollum team that's for sure i'm just a little bit surprised after getting used to seeing the blazers have continuity that they that they don't and then that power forward issue i just i just checked and yeah zach collins 33 percent from three last season that's not going to get teams to get out there and really challenge him. So I wonder what it's going to look like in the paint. Are they going to have to go to Anthony Tolliver or figure something else out or go super small? There's some issues there, but I'm not saying they can't solve those problems. I think they certainly can. Uh, I was surprised that they had to give up assets in order to to trade Mo Harkless. I thought that he's actually a, a fairly valuable piece, a, a solid player. And then, uh, and then aside from that, though, we haven't mentioned your guy, Anthony Simons. This is a guy. Yeah, who, yeah this is man. a guy. Like there, there's some legitimate upside here. The time he was one of the guys who was generating a ton of buzz at summer league. So you've got perhaps a a high ceiling here with a, a very young player. Yeah, I think he's going to be the third guard for this team. As as we all know, they like to play McCollum and Lillard, and then play almost consistently with two 
point guards on mm-hmm. the floor. And I think Simons comes in as that third guy now. That that third guy the last couple of years had really been Evan Turner. And then Curry was more the designated shooter right. in that group. I, I think now that's going to be Simons comes in. And they're, they're maybe missing that designated shooter guard. But I think yeah. you know, Simons can do a lot off the bounce. He's super athletic. Uh, jump shots continually getting better. He had that monster game at the end of last, last year. In the regular season, I, I think this guy is just going to be really, really special for the uh, for the Blazers. I you know I think this year will be a all right. This kid's got something, and I think in a year or two it'll turn into oh man. And I think that's what might eventually be what frees up that long, forever asked and speculated about how long do you keep running Lillard and McCollum together? I think Simons might be the guy who almost forces that to then be you trade one of them maybe that's where eventually you get you know that bigger forward or wing or whatever to go alongside Lillard as your star because Simons has now blossomed and then Little I think their hope is will undergo a similar trajectory and mm-hmm. path as what Simons had the last couple of years so yeah yeah I really like that kid I you know Portland's a team I really enjoy I just I've always liked watching on they they almost are never um letting you down in a sense of for when when you're an east coaster like me and that's a late game they're they're always good games they, they always play quite well so so yeah i'm looking for another good year from them um i guess we can get into starting five i think yeah. we really talked it it's it, the open spot is that power forward spot yeah, we right. we expect it's Whiteside, lillard mccollum and baysmore and then it's probably collins i think we're both thinking at least to start the year at the at the four and then then the bench spots so they'll cobble together amongst the guys who are left over so let's get into the the wins 53 wins last year vegas is down on them 46.5 is the over under going mm. into this season i'm gonna say slight over because I think they'll hit about 47 or 48. And I do think this is still a playoff team in the Western Conference. Well, a shocker here, Keith, but I'm going to agree with you again on this. <laughs> I, I go I go slightly over. This was a team that I thought may drop off a little bit last year, but I completely undersold Lillard and McCollum and just how good these guys are. They can will their team through games, yep. even tough games that, that most teams wouldn't win. They can find ways to get wins, and that, that adds up over the course of the season. So I'm going to say – that uh, that they are the over and they are definitely a playoff team in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I, thumb, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm giving them a thumbs down. Yeah, on the off season because they 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 didn't fill the power forward spot. They lost a lot of rotation players. I don't like the guys they brought in as much as the guys they lost. That said, you know I'm still not. I'm. I just said I, I think they'll still be a playoff team, but I am giving them a thumbs down. I don't think unless everything breaks right like it did this past year. They're not going back to the Western Conference Finals again. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm also going to go thumbs down. Not that I completely hated their summer or anything like that. I thought they made some decent moves. Fine with the Kent Bazemore trade. That was a good one for them from from my perspective. But uh, can't undersell the the or overlook the impact of losing Seth Curry, who's in the 98th percentile as a spot up shooter last season. That is elite, elite, elite. One of the top yep. shooters in the NBA, and you just lost that. Plus the power forward issue. That's a lot of floor spacing. That is now off the floor for you. That is off with other teams. So that's going to be a challenge for them. And so I'm going to go uh, go thumbs down. All right, let's move on to Houston. Let's do it. 
Uh, Rockets, it, it's kind of – this one's easy to lay out there because everything was kind of an even swap. It was yep. Westbrook for Paul, point guard for point guard, Chandler for Fareed, uh, backup big for backup big, Cephalosha, who was just signed in the last couple of days for Ramon Schumper, uh, wing defender for wing defender, and then Ben McLemore was brought in. They are going to have one heck of a competition at the back of the end of the roster for, for the end – uh, closing roster spots mm-hmm. is they brought in Anthony Bennett. Yes, Anthony Bennett, former number one <laughs> overall pick. That Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris Clemens, who's a little scoring guard. William McDowell White, kind of a bigger um, uh, combo guard out of Australia. And then Shamori Pons, who's also a smallish scoring guard. They're going to battle with Michael Frazier to try and snag uh, roster spots as well as Houston still has both of their two-way spots open. The Rockets still do have uh, 5.7 million left of their MLE, and then they still have the full biannual exception. But they are right up against the tax, and that has been a well-known issue for them. And it does not look like they are going to uh, pay that at any time soon. So I would not expect to see them using that. As it stands today, though, they are over the tax due to the Nene contract. As they resigned, and the NBA just closed the door on that one. I know we had a long yeah. discussion about it. The NBA came back along with the Players Association. So this wasn't just the league. They basically said, yeah, this violates the spirit of what the trade rules are. So he'll only count $2.6 million both ways in trade. So that, that kind of scuttled the Rockets' plans. But the Rockets are going to see it through and are going to still sign him to that $10 million deal this year. I expect Houston, much like they did. Over the last couple of seasons, they will make some cost-cutting trade at some point in season to get under the tax. Probably will be Nene, is my guess, and then they'll fill out with uh, uh, veteran minimums there. But you know, overall, the Rockets, some you know, Westbrook for Paul is obviously a monster league changing. We discussed that a lot right. when it happened yeah. at summer league. Uh, but then the rest, it's just kind of moving, you know deck chairs around on the titanic is normally the reference i would use but they're not the titanic because this ship isn't sinking anytime soon this seems kind of continue to be really really good and one of the best in the league yeah yeah i agree this should be a good team just based on star power i don't know that they're better though i guess that's that's my big question when i look at this team is is this team better than they were last season i actually don't like the tyson chandler for kenneth's uh, Fareed swap seeing Tyson Chandler with the Lakers last season he really slowed down a lot as the season wore on I don't know how much he has left he is more of a Clint Capella style center yeah. I mean or I guess Clint Capella is a Tyson Chandler style center because he's kind of the guy that, <laughs> yeah. that popularized that style of center the guy who can set screens roll hard to the rim protect the basket on the defensive end um, he so he fits that mold but I liked the energy that Kenneth Fareed was giving them I probably would have stuck with Fareed if it was if it was me, I think they've got some nice pieces. The Eric Gordon contract, people were ripping them for that. They had to do that. There weren't any other – they're not going to have cap space, so you had to bring him back. And if you look at their the way their salaries line up, they're basically locked into this roster for the next few seasons at the very least. Um, and then they didn't fully guarantee the final year of Eric Gordon's deal, which is after Westbrook and James Harden and Capella and all those contracts would be off the books. But again, overall, I keep going back to Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Can that duo work? There's only one basketball on the floor. Yes, that's a ton of talent. Yes, if one of them's on the bench, the other one can take over, and that's that's big. But I just don't know if I can look at this roster and say this is a clear upgrade over what they had last season. Yeah, I think if and now it's all starting to come out right as these whole we're getting close to the season and stories Mm -hmm. are coming out and everything we're hearing that they're going to play faster they're going to get back to playing that d'antoni style they do commit to that and do it this Mm -hmm. offense could be just 
devastating. Because you're talking about Harden and Westbrook running the breaks together with Gordon filling right. as the, the, the shooter and then Capella as the you know trailer uh, running down the lane and those kind of things. That th- This could be you know really tough. And I think they're going to have to play that way in order to satisfy Westbrook and Harden both getting off touches. But I think what we're going to see with, with Russ is I think we're going to see him defer a little. This is the first time that this is not his team. Um, we and well, let me go back. This is the first time in a long time it's not his team. He had to share the limelight with KD in OKC, and he was content to be a playmaker and do do some of the other things, and wasn't always the the big time scorer. Now I think he's coming in here, and it's I think you're going to see him almost default a little bit to that role. I think you're going to still see him be kind of a guy who's close to triple double numbers mm-hmm. because he's he's. But I think he's just going to. I think he's going to love finding Harden and, and Gordon for for all sorts of buckets. And I think uh, D'Antoni will do a lot of staggering of the two of them, too. I bet there are very few minutes in a Rockets game where not one of Harden or Westbrook is on the floor. That, that will be my guess. My guess is Westbrook will come out kind of early, and then they'll turn the offense over to Harden. And then when Harden needs a break, Russ will come back in, and they'll turn, let him run his thing. And then at those crucial moments at the end of each half, they'll, they'll be back on the floor together. Yeah, agreed. I think that's uh, that's probably the way they do it, and that's the way that they should do it, given that they've got two stars. If you can stagger them as much as possible, that helps mitigate the only one basketball uh, issue. But again, we'll see what yep. the, what uh, Mike D'Antoni can put together. He uh, He's certainly got a challenge in front of him. He's going to have to ca- get uh, creative with this roster. Yeah, and he's going to have to manage some egos. Yep. Let's be, be real about that. That's where I think a guy like Chandler helps. He's one of the more respected veterans in the sure. league. I think he'll come in and do some of that. My worry for the Rockets is their depth. I just I still look at it and I'm like, all right, well we're relying on guys like Chandler and Cephalosha who are older and more towards the end of their career. But then they did resign Daniel House, who was pretty good for them. He's probably one of their better wing defenders on the team. Um, Austin Rivers resigned, who actually again played 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 pretty good. But I think this will be a Daryl Morey tinkers all season long kind of uh situation where he will just kind of continue to do stuff mm-hmm. um through, throughout the year trying to find and hit on guys and, and you know wouldn't surprise me if there's something that ends up happening with you know that Nene deal it won't be 10 million dollars going out now to bring in a big number but it's so unsurprising if that goes out to bring in somebody useful at some point. So, so we'll see. Because at this point, he's a third center for them, and that's not really of a whole heck of a lot of value no. to the Rockets. You know, not with Chandler already there and and guys like that. So it's it's going to be a work in progress for them. Um, rotation wise, I think starting five is same as it was last year: Capella, Tucker, Gordon, Harden, and Westbrook. Obviously, in for Paul. Yep. And then I just talked about the depth issues, so I don't think you know there's a whole heck of a lot to get into there. So let's do over-unders. 53 wins last year, 54.5 is the over-under. I'm going to go again slightly over because I think this 55, 56, 57 win team would not shock me at all if they win the West in the regular season. Okay, so I, I actually get to disagree with you on this one. Yes, right. I like it. I'm going to go I'm slightly good. under. Again, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if what you said plays out. I just think about how good James Harden had to be last season in order to pull them through some close games 
And I wonder if at some point, not that he's going to drop off or anything, but at some point, some of those big makes that he made late in the late in games turn into misses, or if there's yeah. a little bit of friction with Russell Westbrook or, or something like that, um, I'm going to go slightly under. And again, and part of it is not just that part of it is just how good and how deep the Western conference is. So I'm assuming that at some point we're going to have maybe some injury issues. They've got some, um, some questionable fits and things like that. So I'll go slightly under, but this team certainly does have the potential to, to just blow that out of the water and totally win the, the Western conference. Yeah, no. Yeah. I as far as, um, there, I could see that, see that too. And I think, you know, they're, they're obviously right there in the mix at the top of the West for who's going to win the West. The, mm-hmm. the top of the West is just so loaded. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, crazy. And again, no Warriors inevitability hanging over this thing. Thumbs up, thumbs down in the off season. I'm going to give them a thumbs up. Um, when you just look at what they lost versus what they gained, I, I think they had to do something. I think it was they'd gone as far as the Paul Harden combo was going to go, which was you know maybe you could make it to the West Finals. So mm-hmm. and I don't mind them going in on Westbrook. I'm I'm okay with Chandler for Fareed because at the end of the day you're talking about a guy for 10, 15 minutes a night at most. Um, so I'm gonna go go up. It's not super duper enthusiastic up, but but I do I think it was okay what they did. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go sideways on this. It's not, it's not a That's thumbs fair. down. This is still a great team, uh, yeah. but there's just nothing that that makes me think that they made a huge leap this season unless West, Russell Westbrook goes like Russell Westbrook from a couple of seasons ago <laughs> and not the inefficient Westbrook from last year. But we'll see. Like I said, the potential is certainly there for them to uh, them to really just completely dominate the Western Conference. It, it could happen, but I'm going to hedge my bet a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Trevor, you ready to spin the wheel for next week? Let's do it. All right, so we're going to do do two East teams and a West team. So as we try to keep keep this thing moving. Okay. So the East team, first East team, Detroit Pistons. All right. The West team, they got some guys you know something about, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, boy. Please, then, uh, please tell me on this next West team. Please tell me we get, this is the one where we need the Lakers. It, it, well, it's going to be an East team because oh, that's right, we're doing two East. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, so maybe, maybe we'll talk about a future Laker. We, whoa, um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. You're saying Brooke Lopez is coming back, right? Yeah, that's it. Of course, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Detroit, New Orleans, and Milwaukee next. I think that's that's a fun group. You I like gotta, it. Good, good mix of teams in there. So, yeah, it's uh, as as we say um, every show. Thank you for all your support. We're starting to see the ratings and reviews climb. There, continue to do that. That's the best way to get the word out there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Five star rating and review. Uh, hit us up on Twitter if you have questions and the like. You can find me on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Trevor, what's your Twitter again? It's at Trevor underscore Lane. I knew there was an underscore in there yep. somewhere. I just couldn't remember where it was. Had to. Um, you hit, hit, tra- yeah, right, I'm sure. Tried having a name with Smith in it. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are, uh, you know, we're, we're both going to be active on there. We're looking forward to it. So we'll come back to you next week. Detroit, New Orleans, and uh, Milwaukee. Again, shout out to our sponsor, uh, betonline.ag. Head over there. You can get your football bets, and you get about 15 to 20 minutes left for today's games to get, get in there. But I know they have second half betting and all this stuff that I don't fully understand, but I know you can do it. So, um, And I listen to Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal talk about it every week. So you, you can definitely do that. So head over there and get your bets in. And then thank you, as always, to CLNS Media and Lakers Nation for the support to allow us to bring this show to you and we will talk to you next time. See ya.